What is happening, everybody? Welcome to Off the Rails Recovery. As you know, we are a recovery podcast dedicated to ending the stigma of addiction through open discussion on all things recovery related. Today, we've got a very special episode. It's our 50th episode, and uh, we're beyond grateful to be here. Uh, we've had so many amazing guests. We've had so much support, and uh, we just want to thank everyone for continuing to listen. Um, so with that being said, for our special episode, Dave, what do we have in store? Yeah, uh, for our episode, our 50th, uh, we're going to do a two-parter. So part one, we're going to catch up with our first three guests that we've, we had on the show, who are actually good friends of ours. Uh, we went to Newgate together. We have Alyssa, Brandon, and Christopher. So that's going to be part one. Uh, each of them kind of separate interviews, talking about... Uh, what they've been up to since uh, their first uh, episode that they recorded. And then part two will just be the six of us, those three that we mentioned, plus Jared, Mark, and myself, uh, just asking some questions, shooting the shit, and getting their thoughts on uh, a couple, couple questions we have up our sleeves for them. So hope you guys enjoy it. And, and here it is. Boom. Dave. Mark. Welcome to our first guest of our reunion episode. We have Miss Alyssa Gianpietro joining us again. Thank Hello. you, Alyssa, for joining us. 3P. Thank you for having me once again. You have currently the fourth most episodes in Off the Rails history. Well, I mean, what can I say? Only time. <laughs> myself, Dave, Jared, you. So congratulations. Thank you. Thanks. Congratulations to you as well. Awesome, guys. <laughs> okay, okay. So guys, on our reunion episode, we are catching up with former guest of the show, former guest that we went to treatment with and get to share the lovely experience of recovery with. So Alyssa, thanks again for joining us. Yeah. Um, we're, we're ready to hear about... Yeah. How recovery is treating you. All right. What has changed since you were on the show? What is life like? What's been hard? Okay. Um, that's pretty much all I got for the introduction. This, the rest is on you guys. All right. Um, all right. So basically we started, I guess the first episode was in uh, February, I believe. Right. Okay. So since then, I mean, it's been pretty much the exact same as what I said in the first episode until probably right after Easter. So I'll kind of summarize it, but um, overall, everything has been surprisingly, um, I don't know, I'm, at, I'm very surprised and at peace with how it's all gone through the ups and downs I've gone through. But um, one thing I just wanted to mention, I didn't touch a lot about family and my relationships with them in the first episode. So I wanted to kind of just say a quick thing. Um, my aunts and uncles on both sides and my cousins and my grandmother on my mom's side have all been extremely supportive and a big part of my story. And I kind of didn't touch about that very much. So I just wanted to put that out there. But yes, so since the episode, I've been working at the job I got at Newgate um following my routine you know um morning workouts um 
doing my journaling and doing uh, some meetings online, <laughs> um, spending time with family, uh, keeping myself busy, you know, always not like not settling for just something that's good at the moment. What I didn't, we did touch on this a lot when we were at Newgate is that, so what happens if this happens? How are you going to handle it and all that? But what I didn't really realize is it's always going to be like, someone will tell you a situation that could happen, but it's going to be different than what you thought it would. Cause who knows how it's going to play out, what factors are involved and stuff. So all of those things being thrown at you that you're not expecting kind of um, are tests to see like how you'll be able to handle them. And I've had a lot of those. So that was, those have been some of the hardest things, but I'm, I'm very impressed with myself. And I will say that because I've cried and I've cried to Mark, I've cried to Dave, I've cried to my mother at four in the morning of everybody. Um, but like, it's just, the way that you pull yourself out of it and not resort back to something to just mask it and you just you see who you are again and it's amazing I guess all of that was great until just after Easter some things happened with work and I ended up having to leave for reasons that like I can't really discuss but they were basically discrimination reasons I guess against me for being in rehab so we won't go into detail, but that was a big um, hardship on my life. But uh, getting through that and getting a new job and now I'm kind of back on my new routine again, that was amazing. And yeah, that was a big uh, roller coaster, but I'm here and I'm so proud of myself. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. And I'm kind of starting over again, which is weird, not starting over in like recovery, but in my routine and making a new one and yeah it's I'm very happy <laughs> so yeah yay Woo-hoo. that is awesome thank you I'm so, so proud of you thank you yeah. um, a lot of changes yeah I know when you shared what you're going through at that former workplace uh it was a little eye-opening for me to be quite honest because and again not to get into detail out it's your story and everything but um, just the fact that it was the first time where I was like, man, some people are, let's just say for lack of a better word, not understanding. And I would have thought everyone would have been, you know, proud and happy for someone that's kind of worked on themselves and are the better, the best version of themselves are trying to be. And so for me that too, that was just kind of like, took, 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 took a step back and kind of, um, you know, it was just like, it was nice that you shared that. And I, I yeah. was happy to share it with me because it just made me, you know, maybe realize and I'm not, I was being a little bit maybe naive and thinking that everyone in the world is happy for, or knows what everyone's going through, I guess. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that's why I think it's great that even doing like the smallest thing ever, like me, even just explaining to my coworkers about the proper way to kind of communicate with someone in recovery and explaining a little bit more about my story um even if it touches one person like that can go to one person more and then like on like to a bunch of people you know like I think there should be more knowledge in the world and people should be able to learn a little bit more about that so 
it does show that, yeah, it's, it is a sad thing. And I mean, I definitely didn't know all of this before going to treatment either. So yeah, uh, I think all we need to do is just kind of share and what we're doing right now, which is great. And that's why I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Alyssa, what have you found to be the most rewarding part of recovery? The most rewarding part is honestly remembering things, <laughs> remembering events, remembering conversations, remembering just life and how amazing it can be. And as like how you said in the, our episode, shooting this over shit, and you're like, I didn't like I was trying to like be numb of everything, but then you're numbing the good things too, right? And one big thing you know, that not one big thing, but both of my cousins are pregnant right now, my two first cousins. And honest to God, like, I'm so happy that I'm going to be able to be there for them 100%. Because if I was the way I was, no, like I would, that was, I wouldn't be allowed in their life. And I'm like, that is something I'm proud of. So I got better before they even got pregnant. And I'm like, Yes, see, everything just gifts come to you. <laughs> so I'm very excited for that. Yeah. What have uh, what have your relationships been like? First, maybe with like, like friendships or things like that that were in your life, and and then family life. Like, what have those been like? Yeah. So that's another thing. So basically, setting your boundaries too, kind of with people from previous to going to treatment. Um, they might think like, oh, you're, you're back now. You're, you're totally fine. And we can just hang out and stuff. But when you're there, I'm speaking for myself. I've, I came to realizations about certain relationships that perhaps weren't the best for me um, or certain aspects about them. So I guess setting my boundaries and explaining that maybe we need to talk and stuff first, and then we can see where we're at. But I've, I definitely have not lost people, but I've decided that we should not be in contact anymore um, just because I, I knew what was best for me. And yeah, but um, I definitely had some a situation that is could go on forever, but I'll say it quickly. I went to an event for my best friend's mom who passed away last year, um, Celebration of Life, which was the first event that I've gone to where it was a big group of people drinking that I knew and maybe not all of them knew about my story and it's an important thing in my life because I care about her and her family so I really wanted to make sure I got there but I panicked on the way and she didn't understand and it's a hard situation for her so we had a falling out and didn't talk for a while but now we're she wants to learn more so I'm glad but yeah so there's all these things that come that you don't, you don't know they're going to happen, right? You just, you don't expect it. And yeah, relationships have been all over the place, but you realize who's really important in your life, I think, through all of this. Family relationships are amazing. I can't ask for more. Like, I'm very lucky. <laughs> have setting those boundaries with friends, has that been one of the harder things to do in recovery? Yes. Uh, I think... Honestly, it sounds mean, but I don't really care that much what my friends think because they're not the ones that have 
I, I do care, but if they don't understand it or take the time to get it, then it's like, hey, I gave you the information, I put in all my work, then it's up to you now. But um, it has been hard for me to kind of um, set them and like follow through because I'm always that, I've always been that person that's like, oh, I'm putting everyone else first. But now that I've done it and I see people react in a way that they're like, oh, okay, like this is how she wants it, then we'll try to learn. And the ones who don't want to learn, it's like, like whatever, it shows you who's really there for you. Um, but yeah, it's been, that was definitely difficult, but I uh, know how hard I've worked and that's more important than anything, so. Yeah. Isn't that a isn't that sort of a proud feeling though when you mm-hmm. you know put yourself first for once and you're you know you you say like I don't really care what other people think I know you're I know what you're mean but yeah. you did it for so long where you're you're compromising yourself and for others and and now you're just kind of like looking out for yourself. It is. It's amazing, and you notice certain things about yourself, and we've all talked about it, and you see like things that you've never thought that you would you know, the way that you think about certain things and how you react to situations. And um, I don't know, it's almost like you're so at peace with who you are now that if there's anything negative around you, you just let it just kind of deflect. And you, Yeah, so it's definitely, I'm very proud of that. And I can see it in all of you guys too. So it's pretty nice. <laughs> <Too kind. laughs> I don't really have any more questions. Um, there is one thing I found in rehab, like we had such a great group and you're yeah. able to like form these connections with people and, you know, they're like-minded, they want to get better. And, you know, y'all have the same goal and you're supportive and like you, you make these amazing friendships. And when you get out of rehab, I don't find treatment really sets you up to kind of like get back in the real world and be like, you know what? I can, the majority of people, it's going to be tough to find some friends. Yep. Um, have you been able to find any like like-minded friends outside of it? Um, you know what I have, but at the same time, it's almost like, I'm not sure if they're just kind of going along with it for me type of thing. Um, but in the end, it doesn't really matter as long as they're in it for the right reasons, right? Like they're, they're understanding and they want to be part of my life and all of that. But I feel like it's the ones who actually take the time to listen and understand kind of, then that's what really matters. But I honestly don't have very many friends and I don't really, it doesn't bother me. But um, yeah, it's, it is difficult. Like the first thing someone will say to you is like, do you want to go for a drink? It's like, why does that have to be the first thing that you think of? And I was speaking with my best friend the other day about it. She's like, we, I'm like, you know, it's probably hard for you too, because what we used to do is just like, even no matter what, like we'd sit and have like a glass of wine and do our nails or this and that. And it's like, we even said, it's like, why do you have to meet someone and like do something like eat or have a coffee or whatever? It's like, why can't you just talk? And she's like, it'd be awkward. I'm like, no, it's like, it shouldn't be like that, you know? Yeah. But that's just, yeah, I think that's just the way that the world feels it should be, but definitely hard, but 
it can happen for sure. And there's lots of uh, resources out there for like sober communities. You can meet people and yeah, I think it's, it's great. Thanks for getting us caught up. No problem. Well, Thank you. And uh, you're going to join us for uh, the end of the episode with uh, our other two guests. We'll have some fun. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Thank you and, so much for joining us. Alyssa. To it. Hello, Hi. Tika. I met you before. <laughs> All right. Window. Was it through a window? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We hit it off. All right. Well, thank you guys for your time. Have a good evening. Nice to see you. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Brandon, off the rails. First guest. We got him back. Popular demand. Brandon, how's everything been, bro? Things have been really, really good. Amazing. Yeah, you're looking good, man. Thanks. Appreciate that. You as well. So, Brandon, on our reunion episode, we are just, we just want to see how everything's been, man, and kind of catch up with you guys and, and talk about your recovery uh, the great things, the hard things, and uh, and basically just kind of take us through the past couple months. For sure. So um, the biggest thing in my recovery that I found that has helped me was um, getting myself a sponsor. Um, that is like um, a sponsor who took like can take me through the steps. Um, and then once I went through the steps. Um, having had like a spiritual experience, um, through those steps, um, I could help other people kind of get through their problems too. Like doing things kind of like what I'm doing right now, being on this uh, podcast with you guys, but yeah, so I got a sponsor, went through the steps. Um, wasn't until probably the fifth step, fifth or sixth step was where I really had that eye opener when I was like, holy shit, like this actually kind of working kind of, I can feel the difference in the change in my life. So that is, that was a huge part in like continuing living those steps in my daily life. Um, constantly making that inventory and like where I was wrong, kind of promptly admitting that um, as honestly as has helped me a lot with my uh, recovery daily. And having a set routine, like the waking up, doing my prayers, my meditations. And then I read a daily reflections book kind of based out of, off the CA, CA meetings. And then kind of just sit there and just kind of like let whatever comes to me, comes to me kind of thing. Kind of helps me connect with myself and with my higher power first thing in the morning. And if I don't do that, then I become extremely irritable and up like kind of angry if i don't do that so oh man I agree. That's awesome. yeah good stuff man um i agree man if i don't like stick to my routine I, it's so easy to get thrown off and then like you just yeah. like look back and you're like okay there it is that's why for sure like and that's where like i probably have my when i do have struggles or i have my lows in my recovery it's probably i call like i contact my sponsor and kind of say to him, like, I don't know what the heck's going on. And then we, he just says a couple of things like, well, have you not, like, what have you not been doing? Yeah. And instantly it's like, well, you, you find something you haven't been doing. And it's like, it's something so little, you change it almost. And then instantly like your mood kind of changes and those lows, you realize like, it gets you out of them fast. Absolutely, man. 
Brandon, you're a big CA guy, right? How, oh, yeah. How have the meetings been going? Amazing. Yeah. I got a home group, um, which I highly recommend. And it's just like you have like those people that you see every week. It's like it's like a family like kind of thing. So it's nice being a part of something like that. What's your uh, what's the social life been like uh, as a young as a young man, like with the friendships and all that past friendships or you spent a lot of time with the with the CA people uh, outside of the meetings, too, or? Um, sometimes, um, like sometimes you go for, for dinner after or go get a bite to eat. Um, I know when I was doing the steps with my sponsor, I'd be going to his house after to do some step work. So that was kind of nice there. Um, and then a couple of weeks we did, uh, probably, I think five of us, we all got together doing a book study on Monday nights, kind of just did read some big book, kind of shoot the shit with each other of our kind of experiences with what we were reading so we kind of understand the book a bit better because i mean for me reading that big book it's hard until like you kind of get a perspective of like someone else says what they think about what the readings like what we're kind of reading about and it kind of makes sense like oh shit yeah that's that i can relate to that kind of thing yeah that makes so, sense for sure man yeah i know that which is nice man how's everything on the farm things on the farm are good Good stuff. Everything's in the ground planted, just slow growing. Man, um, there's like this huge, like, uh, like, like farm harvesting, like tractor fucking place up here, and I drive past it every time I go to Calgary. <laughs> and every single time I think of you, I think <laughs> of that episode of uh, like Mighty Machines or whatever, and yeah, you're yeah. like, how pumped you got, and you're like, I gotta call my dad, man. I, every <laughs> single time I think of that, man, it gets me fired right up. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's funny. Randall, what, what was the size of uh, the biggest carrot you guys grew this year? Probably that one that my dad brought to uh, Newgate. Yeah? Okay. I was, I was telling my dad about that as well. I've never seen a carrot that big. That was fucking huge. So, yeah, that probably the size of my forearm. Yeah. Going Any back to the, the relationship thing with – I've uh, kind of gotten back into hanging out with my, my friends, like, that are like they're not in recovery they're just normal normal people normal. We're normal people too but like not yeah. people that are in recovery i guess so yeah kind of getting back and hanging out with them getting back into normal life um but it's helped like they, i the 12 steps has helped me a lot giving me the courage and like to kind of make sure i'm okay with doing that i guess and they're all they're all supportive and, and everything too. They they kind of get it, and they're not uh, you know trying to push anything on you either, right? No, they would they would never push anything on me. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. For them, I don't I don't expect them to change anything what they're gonna do. Like um, I have the addiction, and they don't. So if I'm not feeling comfortable enough, then I won't go that day. But if I'm feeling in the right, if I'm in a, sorry, if I'm in a good mindset and uh, I'm feeling confident that i can go and then i'll go yeah awesome man how's everything with your family going how are the relationships pretty like really well good man extremely well learning to communicate better was a is a huge part um yeah just kind of knowing how to communicate with each other has been huge but it's been good it's been good did you get on the ice at all this winter i i just started playing three and three again uh spring league yeah, nice. yeah. we're at, at NTR. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, new new market. Yeah. You probably see my old my old buddy there. He runs the rink. Oh really? He, yeah, I think he tossed me out the other week. I got in a fight and. Uh, Who the, the GM? Over and he, oh, he's not. He's probably not around that late, but. He's a short little guy. Yeah, it would be. But uh, you got a scrap, eh? Let's see, tell us. Let's hear uh, about this scrap. Yeah, I wasn't supposed to do that, but it happens, I guess. Hey, you're only human. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But I gotta realize that it's just it's just fun. It's just beer <laughs> now. Like I'm not playing for the Stanley Cup. Like <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Random man, it's amazing to hear that you're doing well. We're gonna catch up more in the next part of this episode. Sounds great. All right, buddy. Thanks again for joining us, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate thanks, it. Brandon. All right, everybody. Next up we have Christopher, one of our favorite guests we've ever had on the show. Chris, welcome back, man. Hey, guys. Great, great to be back. Great to see you guys. Some familiar faces. You guys look good. You got some sun on your face. I like it. Oh, man. You're looking sharp as well. Yeah, man. I'm just trying to follow suit, right? I'm from old, from day four. <laughs> from the first time I've seen you to now, amazing. Yeah, yeah well, I bumped into somebody else that was with us at, uh, at Newgate that saw me a couple weeks ago. He's like, oh, shit. You don't look like Skeletor anymore. <laughs> and I was like, thanks, man. Good to see you too. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. No, you're yeah, looking yeah, great. Yeah. Awesome. Christopher, we brought, uh, we brought yourself back. We brought Alyssa and Brandon back. And basically just to kind of catch up on how everything's been going, what's been going well, uh, anything you've kind of found a bit hard over the past, you know, few months. And uh, basically just want to catch up and see how you're doing, man. And it's just great to see you again. Yeah, sure. I'll uh, I'll get I'll get started if that's okay. If, if anything, you guys want to chime in and stop me because I'm a little bit long winded at sometimes. Once I get going, I can start free rolling. Um, yeah, it's it's great to see you guys. Things have been going fast and furious for me. I could be like one of the only idiots on the planet where cocaine was actually slowing them down. <laughs> so <laughs> once once I got sunny upstairs, it's been like a whole new ball game. So since I was last on the show. Uh, I decided to save up a bunch of money, decided to buy myself a motorcycle. Uh, and I took that money and I went and bought myself, my wife, a brand new ring. Uh, and I asked her to grow old with me. So that was like step one, you know, lock up my ride or die and, uh, and make sure with a new big shiny ring that she was <laughs> <wasn't gonna laughs> deny me any longer. So uh, things have going fantastic with my family. Uh, I got accepted into the Gemology Institute of America. Uh, I just recently completed my first course in that and become a gemologist. Uh, so yeah, so I finished the color gemstones, which is great. Uh, I then started to save up money again, and you guys have seen I bought, <laughs> bought that bike. It's been fantastic. I uh, got a sponsor, which has been amazing. Um, that's a shirt I'm wearing right now. It's part of his club, Bikers Against Alcohol and Drugs. Um, met a lot of those guys, really great fellows. Got really involved with uh, the NA and the NA community. Uh, became the GSR for my group. Uh, so I go to area meetings, which has been fantastic. Work has never been better. Uh, sales year over year has been up 40%. Uh, started to go to the gym. I realized, Mark, though, like when we went to rehab together, Mark, for those of you don't, that don't know on this podcast, Mark has like, don't fuck with me arms. Like you look at those things and you're like, okay, those are don't fuck with me arms. So I decided, I was like, you know what? I'm going to hit the gym, hit the gym hard and get some like, Mark, don't fuck with me, arms. It's hard work, man. Like, that doesn't, that doesn't come overnight. I'm there, like, 
And my initial idea was like, yo, I'm going to bench press my weight. Set a goal. Like in one year's time, I'm going to bench press my weight. The problem is, is that when you when you stop snorting your breakfast, you start packing on some pounds, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, God, are you lifting more weight? Yeah, absolutely. But oh, uh, man, you'd be, at, you'd be at your weight in a year in no time. Yeah. I'd say six months consistent at the gym, you'll be there. Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I'm working on it. Uh, so what else have I been up to? I, I journal every day continue to check in with people uh, at Newgate. Um, I try to carry the message. Uh, i got the website there. i got a really cool, like, animated thing uh, that I got put on it with, like, characters and stuff that walk around. Uh, I, I basically got really immersed in the community um, and, and getting better. So that, that, to me, was fundamental to get involved. I do stuff that makes myself awkward all the time. I'm always, you know, one step back. I, uh, I did something yesterday. I went out for Indian food, which I've never eaten before, and you guys know how I typically eat at Newgate. So this was, this was. Did you just? Was did you just? Sherry, Sherry, I'm sorry. I loved your food. If you're watching, it was fantastic. But some of the things. Did you just? Did you just order the food and then just immediately throw it in the garbage? <laughs> is that you did? <laughs> Here's the thing about Indian food. I can tell you guys is that Indian food on the way in looks the same way on the way out. Like. <laughs> There is no dulling that stuff up. And I am right in the mix of like some serious, some serious Bollywood tracks, right? And, <laughs> and it's full of other people that are Indian. So this is how I know it's like legit Indian food. And food shows up for my wife and food shows up for me. We've ordered completely different dishes. They look exactly the same, exactly the same to the point where we have to sniff them to see like which one might be spicy, which one not might be spicy. But anyways, that's, that's what I've been up to, doing different things, uh, getting awkward, see what I like again uh, in life. Because when I, when I left Newgate, I realized I was like a, an emotional child. And I, I didn't realize I had all these emotions. And I didn't realize I was going to like all these things that I do like. So I, I get out there and I try different things um, all the time. So yeah, I also start, I start volunteering at the food bank. I went for my practice session. And then next week, I'm going to be um, actually delivering and dropping it off to people. Uh, and then my wife's going to join me in a couple weeks and the two of us going to do that together on Monday nights. Um, so yeah, I go to lots of meetings. I go to like three meetings, in-person meetings a week. I uh, love those. Uh, people that I've met have been phenomenal. And I can't say enough, enough good things about the meetings that I go to. Like those people, they taught me. Like some people, when they come to the meetings, they want that tangible thing, right? They're like I want what you want. I want a house, I want a car, all that type of stuff. That wasn't me. I, I wanted the ability to love people until they learn to be able to love themselves. And that's what I found really admirable. So uh, that's what my sponsor helps me out with. He helps me out with a lot of spirituality stuff, which is funny because if you remember <laughs> our, our check-ins, you know, how you doing physically, how you doing mentally, how you doing, how you doing emotionally, and then how you doing spiritually. And like, we just can't all be riding the wave when it comes to spiritually <laughs> every time, you know, like that's a dig at you, Jared. Where are you, Jared? <laughs> Um, but yeah, so there's that, uh, there's that spiritual uh, aspect to it that my sponsor's really been helping me out with, uh, which is fantastic to kind of complete stuff. So enough about me, fill me in and you guys, Mark, your dad, Dave, your crush. Yeah. Uh, oh man, life is going good on this end, bro. Just really loving being a dad. Uh, yeah. that, uh, it's just been like the most rewarding thing ever. Um, and it also gives me like, you know, I, I'm sober for myself, but then there's that extra kick in the ass. That's like, 
you know, uh, man, it's more than yourself now. And that's, it's a great motivation as well. Moved to Lethbridge, as you know, <laughs> nice, it's a nice town. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was watching your last episode. Apparently people yeah. give, you give me a little bit of hard time, right? The, oh yeah. 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 Food. Just trying to feed people and just really getting told to fuck off on a daily basis. But that's part of it, man. You got to think about the hundred plus that you help, not the one that's a negative Nelly, as right. they say. Yeah, and I know what that's like when I first got into the the NA rooms. People yeah, were like, you know, it's just about one addict helping another addict. And I was like, I, you guys do the math. Yeah. <laughs> do the math. This isn't gonna work. Like, <laughs> like get out there and help more people. Like, hold yeah. on, hold on, I'm sorry. Yeah, it just automatically this isn't going to work but you'll you start to realize after a while that it's like if you can help that one person that helps 10 people that helps that one person that helps 100 people it goes on so dave what's going on with duke oh man he's good man he's good um yeah he's just loving it up here in batuana bay we're hanging out the weather's getting nice now so uh can't really complain been working a little bit which has been nice and uh i got myself a bike as well uh mountain bike and, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's not quite as fast as yours, but you know, she boots, she boots. And, yeah, well, uh, you know, the step one that I did is I bought myself a really good helmet. <laughs> yeah. It's probably a good idea. Protect the noggin and uh, everyone else as well. That's, that's good. I'm glad to hear that you guys are doing well. I came prepared with some questions for you guys. Do you want to, want to hammer us a question? Absolutely. I love this. Let's do All it. right. Mark. Yes. Now that you're a dad, What's your favorite part? Oh, man. Single favorite part of being a dad. Man, I don't know if there's just one, man. Um, I don't don't know. There's so many great things, man. Just like holding her is amazing. Um, The fact that, like, she needs you, also amazing. I'm mean, responsible. You get to like help them when they're crying. Um, I don't know. Watching them grow on a daily basis is amazing. Yeah. Shit, man. There's the list goes on. I think it's just like an incredible experience. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's it's fantastic. It's a, yeah. one of the great wonders. Yeah, so, absolutely. Would an excuse to buy a gun to protect her from guys? Would that be one too? Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you think Mark's yeah, gonna shoot the gun? He's just gonna pistol with people. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He doesn't. He doesn't need he's a gun. Straight foul shit too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> His arms are guns enough. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good right, question. Dave, you ready for Dave's question? Here it goes. Dave, Let's do it. Does your dog Duke play a role in who you date or who you will date? That is a. Uh... That is a good and funny, funny question. Um, because this last, well, this is before I moved back to the Sioux. I haven't been with anyone. I haven't dated anyone since I've been back in the Sioux. Um, but this girl didn't really like dogs all that much. And, um, you know, he, he would come on the, on the bed or whatever. And she'd actually get like, like upset and, uh, like didn't want him on the bed. So I knew like that the relationship wasn't going to work regardless anyway just with, for multiple different reasons, but, um, that was like, for sure, it's not going to work out. So, so yeah, man, like, yeah, definitely need a, need a dog person and, and someone that, uh, that, uh, 
is into that because yeah he's uh he's pretty cool man so absolutely yeah bros gotta stick with the bros yeah, <laughs> yeah man i think we're going to get a dog to to grow up with mila are you yes yeah what type of dog have you been looking at oh either yeah i don't know man we literally go through it just like i'm just every type of dog we look at i'm just really? like no that one's adorable i can see her with that one that one's beautiful too <laughs> like, it's just like i'm so indecisive it's wild i'll tell you guys a little secret when i got her to rehab for the first couple of weeks Every morning, I would Kijiji search puppies. <laughs> it's hard to have a bad morning when you search puppies. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good point, man. That's a good yeah. technique, guys. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a good tool. There's a tool right there for you. Look at that. There's some positive affirmations. <laughs> <laughs> good. I, uh, I, I made a top five reasons to appear on OTTTR. Do you guys want to go through those? So Ooh. bad. We go okay. from five to one or one to five? I'm going to go from five down to one. All right, let's hear number five. Down south. five. Number five. It's fucking fun. <laughs> right there. We could just stop right there. We just could just cut it. Yeah. But that's going to be number five. Number four, Absolutely. you learn a lot about yourself. It's deep. It's deep. Uh, I like that. Number three, recovery is not a me program. It's a we program. Dave, Mark, and Jared uh, will continue to support you. So that's, I think that's really fundamental in people's recovery that you, you know, you get a ball team, you get people that are there to support you. It's no longer a me program. It's a we program. Number two, you can carry the message to the addict that still suffers. Now that one's kind of deep. That's not my own. I didn't come up with that. That one's from some literature. That I think Mark might be familiar with. So I've I heard that one before. Take credit. You, you may have heard of that one. Now, the number one, number one reason why people should come on this show is because your story might be the game changer in another addict's life. And your story could be the reason why another addict gets help. And this is why I wanted to do the top five for you guys, because I wanted to share something that's fantastic that happened. So the last time that I was on your show, I posted my story uh, and I, I fired it out there. Like I, I just was like, this is who I am social media i'm coming for you yeah. and i put it out there and because i wasn't going to hide before anymore right i didn't want to hide behind anything i put it out there i had someone reach out to me that i'd never met before and it was like hey can you, do you can you take me to me i said sure i'll stop by i'll come pick you up i'll pick up a coffee it's terrifying when you do that <laughs> because you've never met someone before ever yeah. but you know you know what it's like there right you know what it's like to be down in the trenches and you know what it's like. And so I, I met this guy, fantastic individual, you know, kept, kept working hard at it for a little while. How to relapse. Kept that his program, though. Do you know where he's going to be in three days? I, I don't, but I'm excited to hear it. He's going to Newgate. All right. Oh, sweet. Going to Newgate. So yeah, that's amazing. Just, that's a great success story, right? You guys yeah. are hearing the message. Um, and sometimes it's just, you know, I, I wanted to get out there and I thought the, the life that I've had and the story that I've lived, I want people to look at me, if this guy can fucking do it, then I can definitely fucking do it. Uh, right. And, uh, and he's there in Newgate, Sam, look after him. It's a great, awesome. great guy, a great lad. And I look forward to, uh, seeing him when he gets out 
Uh, but, he's, you know, he's prepared to work hard, roll up the sleeves and, and do the hard work. Because anyone that thinks that recovery is easy is fucking crazy. <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's a lot of work. It's hard work. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess I can also talk about some of the things, like, since I got out that were that were interesting that I'd never experienced. Like, I, I never experienced what it's like to have warm weather and walk past, walk past patios and walk past bonfires. And those things are tricky. And uh, I started going to some parties recently uh, that are sober parties with my new, with my new NA friends and my new clean friends. And, uh, and they're fantastic. And I thank them for inviting me because I'm kind of a dick and it's hard for me to, hard for me to put myself out there to meet new people. Right. It's, it's difficult, but I, I really had to like totally watch because I, I didn't move. I, I stayed here and there's two places where I go to meetings in this city where I can literally take a rock and hit a dealer's house. So I, I had to stick it out. And, uh, and luckily enough, these people were nice enough to continue to invite me. And I, I went to a couple parties and I realized I still get that anxiety. Like, you know, this is a great party, but let's, we can kick this up. <laughs> we can bring this to the next level. Like this is fun, but yeah, but like, it's almost as soon as I, the campfire gets going, I'm like, Ooh, and it, like the party's just like, so anyways i i uh i'm very grateful that people have been inviting me to the party because i'm just I, i'm learning how to live life on life's terms right i'm just learning how to do it um sober and do everything sober and, and sticking with emotions tough tough right and it's not easy when you get out because there are some people that i'd assume that because i was had done recovery that i was fine yeah. Like, oh, well, you've done recovery. You, you've gone to rehab. So, you know, like, have a beer. Just you're better. Drink. Like, don't, don't go crazy. And you're like, no, idiot. Like, I don't, I got one speed. And it's, if I have a drink, I'm drinking the fridge. If I have any drugs, I'm doing all the drugs. I'm not only mine, I'm doing yours and anybody else at the party, too. So, yeah. that was, uh, that's difficult to get used to. And the, and the other thing is, like, people would think when you're doing the steps that you just kind of go through them very quickly. And I'm very tedious. I write it all down each step of a pen to paper and it's going to take a long time before I make all my amends uh, to the people that I need to make amends to. So uh, I also have a really great family and a really great support network and, uh, and I've got really good, great relationships um, now. And, and, and Newgate taught me some things about being vulnerable and also about checking in with people and having real conversations instead of like, fine, thank you. How are you? I'm great. I'm good. Blah, blah, blah. But, but how are you really? And, and that's actually helped my family um, really get much closer. Like I, I joke around with them. I'm like, hey, only fucking took this fuck show to go to rehab for everybody to get closer. But like my family's never been so close before. We get together all the time. And it's, it's been a very positive experience. So um, yeah, it's been, it's been fantastic. I don't, I don't have any complaints. I mean, sometimes I'll call a spade a spade. It's tough. It's, it's not easy. You know, like I, I, I have moments and I know that people that have had longer recovery times are like, Oh, I don't know what it's like not to feel like to use. I was like, I, I get like 20 something triggers and cravings uh, a day. So I, I'm actually kind of grateful for that because it, it helps me to continue to work my program all the time um, because I can't become complacent um, in my recovery. So it's been, uh, it's been interesting, but it's been good, man. Being sober. Whew. Being clean. Yeah, 
man. Yeah, um, the morning, they're like, Let, let's go. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> man, you mentioned how uh, Newgate like kind of helped you like step kind of and be vulnerable. Do you find that is kind of what makes you more willing to try new things now in recovery? 100%. Yeah. 100%. I've noticed that with myself as well. Yeah, it, 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 it allows me to, um, it allows me to sit down and, and take the time, right? Like I, I spent, as I told you guys before, I spent like 16 years on a trading floor doing investments. I now invest in people and it, it has the greatest ROI return on investment you're ever going to get. Invest in people, spend time helping people and, and, you know, have real conversations with, with everyone. Cause it's, it's, it's similar like my relationship with you guys, right? Like when you've got people that have been in the trenches with you, yeah, it's, it's, it's a whole new world, right? Like you just, you know what it's like yeah. to be there, right? Like I know what it's like when I was at my worst and you guys gave me hugs and I'm, you know, I'm forever grateful for that type of stuff. Cause I was, fucking, I was down in the dumps. Like it was, it was tough, man. If you guys want, I'll send you the picture of what I looked like before I went to rehab. It's straight up Skeletor. Like it. I like it. People aren't wondering whether or not, like, oh, I wonder if we had a problem. Like, I look like I was fucking dead. <laughs> you know, if someone sees a picture now and before, you know, if I can do it, you can do it. So, man, watching people like from day one to day 30. Yeah. And like what your body does in 30 days, like, yeah, is shocking. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's unbelievable. Like, just putting nutrition. Yeah. in your body you know like how many of us showed up to there like not eating for like multiple days in a row or yeah. you know not 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 giving yourself the, the sleep that you need um which has been like a, i love i love going to bed going to bed now i'm like oh baby let's yeah. do this like i went out and i got those uh what are they like bamboo sheets yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. game changer game changer yeah. if you want bamboo sheets step it up i went and bought myself an 80 dollar pillow an 80 dollar <laughs> yeah. pillow like it, it's the most posturpedic thing on the planet like you could sleep with your face right in it and motorboat it and you'd still be comfortable <laughs> chris i had a question for you too on um like your mental your mental state and like you know, i know you're doing well but like for myself sometimes like in this moment let's just say right now i feel really good I, like everything's everything's great and then a month down the road, I'm like, oh no, no, I'm 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 now a lot better. Like, like last month, I wasn't anywhere close to where I am now. Like, you find that where it's like, you just keep evolving and, and developing, and it's like, as good as you feel now, you just kind of look forward to two months down the road on how much clearer you're gonna feel. I do, um, I do. Like it, it, the the changes that I can make now, you know, what I do today affects my tomorrow. Um, and I, I like putting in the hard work, but, but being honest with you, Dave, there was a point in my early recovery where I thought maybe I was just really sad. <laughs> like maybe I, I wasn't actually an addict or maybe if I was going to try it again, I would be able to be okay. Or I'd be able to stabilize. Cause I, you know, that's my addict brain. It's, it's always there. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm always thinking that I'm different. Like I'm some type of peacock of, of addiction. Yeah. Um, but it, 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 I would think that maybe because I was so upset and a lot of my drug use was 
around and formed around depression because I thought, you know, I'll, I'll self-medicate and that'll be okay. Um, and I, I just, I realized that, like, I know Mark had this great saying, like, play the tape through. And I had someone actually, when I went to a meeting one time said, you know, play the tape through. It's great. And it's a great tool in your early recovery, but you can actually, there's like a 2.0 version where you can play the tape through or wind the tape and then play the tape, what it's going to look like sober. And how, how, how's that going to look tomorrow when you wake up sober? What can you do? And I was like, Oh, that's good. I like that too. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I look forward to, I, I, I was so sick when I got in there. Like I, I spent a year like closing my eyes, hoping that I would never wake up. And now I can't wait to get up in the morning. Like I, I, I'm, I'm just full of piss and vinegar. I got tons of life in me and you know, yeah, I set the alarm in the morning, but some days I wake up before the alarm <laughs> and, uh, and get it on. So it's not, not only that, it's, it's had a, it's had a really positive impact on my family. My kids are so much happier. Um, I'm doing things to help, you know, making sure that they're, they're already enrolled in two camps for the summer. Um, and, and I'm just more amicable to be around uh, from a partner perspective too, right? Cause I'm, you know, it's not day three when I haven't slept, you know, if you're not doing a lot of drugs and you're just not sleeping for one night, people are kind of crabby, throw together three nights and, and rampant addiction. And I'd be a fucking monster. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. uh, so there's, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of good stuff. And, and I think the other thing that Dave, maybe for people that are watching this, the more good days that you can string together, the more positivity starts to roll in and the more like it, it steamrolls, um, to other positive, like you, you meet other people and they're probably maybe be in a hard place and you can help them and then they can help other people. And then it just, I have such a great positive network around me um that i was able to create but it all it all started with you know admitting that my life had become unmanageable and uh and yeah stepping in newgate meet some great chaps and then you guys have been doing a great job i, I love what you're doing with the podcast and the people that you're reaching and uh i like the fact that jared has to stop smoking too yeah well, I, well we haven't really got an update on that actually yeah yeah, next shooting the sober shit, he's he's getting it. Yeah, keep the fire, boys. Keep the fire. <laughs> All right, Christopher, we got to cut this one off, buddy. But uh, you know you're welcome here anytime. Anytime you want to come shoot the shit, just let us know, buddy. I love you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. Love you too, bro. Love you, bro. All right, guys, that's it for part one. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, check out Make part two. Yeah, make sure to like and subscribe and definitely stay around for part two. Things get crazy.